Colossians chapter 4. We have looked at uh, Tychicus, verse 7. Beloved brother, faithful minister, fellow servant. Uh, he says, uh, Whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. We've seen Onesimus, faithful and beloved brother who is one of you. Uh, they shall make known unto you all things which are done here. Uh, Aristarchus, uh, my fellow prisoner, saluteth you, and Marcus, sister's son uh, to Barnabas, uh, touching whom you received commandments, if he come unto you, receive him. And Jesus, which is called Justice, who are of the circumcision, these only are my fellow workers unto the kingdom of God, uh, which have been a comfort to me. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for your blessings and goodness and and God, we thank you for this church. We, we're thankful to, to be able to be your servants and, and to sing praise unto your name. And, and we know that we are heirs together with Christ. And we look forward uh, to the Lord's return uh, suddenly, God. And, and we want to be uh, found doing what you want us to be doing when you come. And, and Lord, please help us in that. And uh, we long to hear, uh, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And, and Father, it's the desire of our hearts. I pray for the filling of your spirit. Help me to minister uh, the word, uh, dear God, to your, your flock tonight. Be with my dear wife and fill her with your spirit, uh, teaching the, the deaf ladies Bible class. Uh, we're thankful for those that are here with us online as well. And uh, pray that your spirit would just uh, encourage us and Teach us uh, from, uh, from your word and from uh, just how you've worked through your people. Uh, we read about so many in your word. And, and Father, uh, we're thankful that our requests are before you, knowing you, you love us and care for us. And we'll answer these, Lord, uh, we pray according to your will. And Father, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Aristarchus learned firsthand that following the Lord carries a cost. And tonight, Mark, friends seek reconciliation one uh, with another. Friends seek recon reconciliation one with another. So, uh, Tychicus was uh, the lesson there was friends depend on each other. Uh, Paul could depend on Tychicus uh, to comfort uh, the church where he, when he sent them and when getting those messages to him. Onesimus, we saw that friends see potential in one another. Uh, though Onesimus had done Philemon wrong, uh, Onesimus wasn't born again then, and uh, he met the apostle Paul uh, in Rome and uh, became one of uh, Paul's converts. And, and, uh, and Paul knew that Onesimus would become a, a minister. He would, he would be profitable even to the Apostle Paul and to Philemon um, um, as well. Uh, Aristarchus, uh, we learned that friends endure. And we find him traveling with the Apostle Paul throughout his uh, third missionary journey, at least from Ephesus on. Uh, he and other he and uh, another were the ones that were dragged into the theater uh, there when uh, the uh, 
the idol makers realized that their bottom line was going to be affected by the Apostle Paul. They didn't like that too much. And so uh, um, uh, Aristarchus was one of those that was dragged into the theater. Uh, he was on the ship with the Apostle Paul, it seems, as well. Uh, perhaps the whole ride, or at least part of the way. But he knew what suffering was. And so we learned that friends, uh, friends endure uh, and we'll learn to endure, we'll endure together. And with Mark uh, tonight, friends seek reconciliation one, uh, one with another. Uh, as we look at Mark here, uh, just for a few moments tonight, uh, uh, we, uh, we see that uh, this, of course, is John Mark, uh, the writer of the Gospel of Mark uh, in the Scriptures. And uh, he is, uh, from what we understand, is a uh, convert of the Apostle Peter. Uh, Peter uh, uh, wrote concerning Mark in, for, in 1 Peter 5, 13, the church that is at Babylon elected together with you, saluteth you, and so doth Marcus, my son. And uh, Marcus there referring to John Mark. Um, we are, have three passages in the scripture that tell us that that, uh, that John's surname was Mark. And uh, uh, he, by the way, he's the only Mark or Marcus uh, that is mentioned in the New Testament. So when you see that, uh, that's, that, that's the one that's talking about, the one who wrote the gospel uh, of Mark. And uh, due to Peter's relationship with him, uh, he was uh, a convert of Peter. It, it, the scriptures seem to point that out and, and, uh, and a disciple obviously of Peter uh, uh, while uh, he was while they were together and uh, some believe that the gospel of Mark reflects Peter's view of Christ and, uh, uh, and, and, and those, uh, those gospel events um, uh, some have uh, believed that uh, he is the young man represented in a strange incident in the scriptures uh, in the garden uh, when Jesus was in Gethsemane and uh, he had, was uh, uh, in, in earnest prayer there and such and, and uh, had finished the prayer the troops came after him and such and, and the Bible says in Mark fourteen fifty one, there followed him a certain young man having a linen cloth cast about his naked body and the young man laid hold on him and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked and uh, uh, that's all we hear about that young man and the only person that writes about that young man is, is Mark in the gospel of Mark so some believe that may have, have been Mark and the, uh, the thinking along that line goes like this uh, the house, perhaps, where they had been meeting may have been John Mark's house. Uh, we're not told that. This is just, you know, uh, what they uh, believe could have happened. Uh, and if we think about the Last Supper there. If they're having this, this Last Supper, uh, Judas, what, he was dismissed, wasn't he, uh, from the house. And, uh, and so uh, Jesus told Judas when he left, that thou doest do quickly. So what does Judas do? Uh, he goes and he gathers the soldiers and such and brings them back where? Well, to the house. That's where he left them. And, uh, and so uh, it's likely that, it, uh, that uh, uh, he, so, so he comes back to the house. Of course, they're gone now. And they're headed for Gethsemane. Well, we're told Judas knows of that place. 
So he then leaves there and heads for Gethsemane. Well, if that was Mark's home, uh, the, uh, the thinking goes, then he would have been aware that he, maybe he was getting ready for bed and such and was ready to retire. And now Judas, with his troops, <laughs> makes a trip back to the house, uh, you know, looking for Jesus and the disciples, and they're gone. So now Mark hurriedly uh, throws a sheet on and uh, wants to run out and, 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 and see the events unfold, uh, what, what is going to happen there uh, in the garden. And uh, uh, we don't know any of that. That's all just uh, conjecture. And uh, but some uh, some uh, think that's a, that's a possibility of uh, of why he's mentioned uh, in, in Mark there. Um, the disciples, of course, continued to meet in a house. And in John twenty nineteen, the Bible says on the on the on the first day of the week, the resurrect the 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 the. the, the uh, day of the resurrection says the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them peace be unto you so the doors were shut I thought myself as I was pondering this this story about Mark I thought well you know if they're going to meet in a house uh, probably if, if that was John Mark's house that probably wouldn't have been a good place to continue to meet afterwards uh, because they'd know right where they're at. Judas would know where it's at and such. The, 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 the troops would know where the, that was at. But it does say the doors were shut. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, so they did have things bolted up. So it's not like uh, you know, maybe they did know that, that their location was known. Uh, that's all just possibilities uh, uh, to think about. Uh, so... Uh, there, uh, when Peter uh, was uh, put in prison uh, for the third time in Acts chapter 12, uh, one place in the scripture says they, uh, they put the, the, the apostles in hold overnight. One, another place in the scripture says uh, they put them in prison. Then remember the angel uh, freed them and they went right into the temple and, uh, and began preaching again. Well, on Peter's third, uh, third uh, uh, incarceration, or third uh, confinement, we'll say, uh, under Herod uh, Agrippa I there. He had, uh, he had been put in prison, and Herod was going to bring him out and, uh, and do him in, uh, like he uh, did uh, James, uh, the brother of John. And, uh, and what happened? An angel came and, and uh, you know, wrapped Peter you know, uh, on the side and got him up and took him out and let him out and, uh, from between the soldiers and such, and and uh, and Peter realized when he got outside the prison uh, that an angel had had delivered him. Of course, uh, and uh, and the Bible says in Acts twelve twelve, it says, and when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, uh, whose surname was Mark, uh, where many were gathered together praying. So there we have the believers gathered together at uh, at uh, John Mark's house, his mother's house, and. And uh, uh, and uh, Peter gathers there, and of course now uh, uh, Peter meets them there. Remember, Rhoda comes out and hears the voice of Peter, and, and uh, she's so excited she runs back in, doesn't let him in, you know. And uh, but what he does is he he lets them know he's okay, lets them know the Lord answers his, has answered their prayers. But then he goes away somewhere else. Uh, he's likely going to be hunted, and uh, so he goes off somewhere else. We're not told uh, where he goes. Uh, 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 at, at that time so uh, again uh, 
Mark's house there. Uh, Reese says that was around A.D. 45 or so. Uh, the next time we find uh, Mark is uh, uh, Mark goes with the Apostle Paul uh, and, uh, and Barnabas, what, on their first uh, uh, missionary uh, journey. And, uh, and by the way, this is about the same time that Peter uh, escaped uh, the execution and uh, uh, that this is taking place. Uh, uh, you might remember in, uh, in the book of Acts that uh, the church had started uh, in, uh, there had started a church in Syria of Antioch, you know, north of, of, uh, of Israel and such. Uh, some uh, from Cyprus and such had come and started the, the church there. And, uh, and the disciples, you know, had heard about it and, and, uh, and uh, uh, wanted to be a help to them. And the church began to grow there in Antioch. And uh, Barnabas and, uh, uh, and uh, Paul worked there. Uh, when, uh, when the church at Jerusalem heard about that church starting, they sent some folks there. Barnabas was one of them. And Barnabas went to go get who? Saul, who had gone back to Tarsus and such, because he wanted to bring him and help build this church at, at Antioch. Well, uh, while they were there for a while, they heard a, from a prophet that came to them and said, there's going to be a dearth in, uh, in, uh, in Jerusalem and such. And it came to pass. And so the uh, church at Antioch wanted to send what? Wanted to send a relief, relief to the believers in, uh, uh, at Jerusalem. Well, they did that, and they sent that by the hands of Barnabas uh, and Paul uh, to Jerusalem. And, uh, and so uh, they brought that offering and such and, uh, to, from, from Antioch to Jerusalem. And, uh, and they deliver that. And as they're returning, uh, the Bible says in Acts 12, 25, Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. So uh, that's when uh, Barnabas and uh, that's when uh, Paul uh, meets Mark. And, uh, and, and he, he comes back with them to Antioch from Jerusalem. And it's interesting that that takes the place about the same time as Peter's release from prison and as Peter's disappearance uh, somewhere else where, where folks don't know he is. So uh, kind of fits in, in the idea of Mark being a convert of Peter, being a disciple of Peter, well, now Peter's gone. And uh, and kind of in a hide in hideout there for a little bit. So uh, Mark and and Paul and and, and Barnabas they're there they're delivering that offering. Now they're going back, so they take Mark with them. Uh, Mark's going to be able to continue to serve with them, and he take they take them him back to Antioch uh, with them. And uh, while they're ministering there, the Bible says in Acts thirteen one. Uh, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. Barnabas is first on the list, and Saul's on the la is last on the list. Uh, and the Bible says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, "Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them." And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. That was where Barnabas was from, uh, by the way. Uh, and when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews. And they had also, here he is, John Mark to their minister. 
And by the way, this is probably about the same year. And this is all happening. Peter, you know, uh, uh, freed by the angel. Uh, Mark, uh, or Paul and uh, Barnabas finishing up their ministry to Jerusalem. Mark going back with them. And right away, it seems uh, the Spirit calls, uh, calls them to go to the mission field. And now they're going to uh, go, uh, Paul and Barnabas are. And they take Mark with them as a, as a servant. He's going to uh, serve and help them on the mission field. So they go to the island of uh, Cyprus and they uh, minister there. Uh, the word of God and uh, and then they sail north across the Mediterranean Sea to Pamphylia and uh, and uh, to Persia in Pamphylia and uh, the apostle Paul and Barnabas are going to go on through the area of southern Galatia there but what happens to Mark Mark decides to go back to Jerusalem once they get to Persia in, in Pamphylia uh, and and uh, uh, and so he, so he, 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 he departs. He departs from them, and uh, we're not told why. Uh, Bible says now, when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perge in Pamphylia, and John, that's John Mark, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. He returned to Jerusalem. He left the the missionary party and returned to Jerusalem. Um, so the Apostle Paul uh, and Barnabas and the others perhaps were with him finish up that first missionary journey and, uh, and they uh, 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 get back to, uh, uh, to uh, Antioch in two, uh, two to three years, uh, AD 47. Uh, they end that, that first journey there. And in Acts 15, uh, 36, we see... Uh, the Bible says, Some days after, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. Uh, verse 37 of Acts 15, And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed into Cyprus. Remember, that's where Barnabas was from. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren under the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. Um, so it was some time after uh, what, what, what things had taken place when Barnabas and Paul finished their journey? Mark left early. It took Barnabas and Paul were out there a while longer starting the churches, then going back around them again and coming around. Barnabas, uh, uh, I mean, uh, Mark had left early. So Paul and Barnabas get back to Antioch, and, they, and the Bible says after some, some time there in, uh, in uh, Acts 15.36, well, the... The Jerusalem Council had taken place uh, during that time. They spent a couple years at Antioch, and uh, we'd find that in Acts 14, 26. They sailed to Antioch, uh, Barnabas and, and, uh, and, and Paul and those that were with him, uh, from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. 
when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And there they abode long time with the disciples. Seems that was a couple or several years that they, that they ministered there uh, at, uh, at Antioch. And at the end of those two or three years, we have the Jerusalem Council come up, Acts chapter 15. Uh, and, uh, and you read about that in Acts chapter uh, 15. And, uh, and then when Paul uh, and, and those who were with him to that Jerusalem council finished that, uh, that meeting there, they go back to Antioch uh, and uh, to the church there. Uh, Reese says about A.D. 50 or so. And they take Silas uh, with them uh, uh, to, to, to Antioch. Uh, to deliver the, the good news. No, you don't have to be circumcised to become a Jew. And, and they, they, they deliver the good news from the council there. Uh, well, uh, uh, I think it was one, one's name was Judas or something. Uh, uh, I can't remember the, the name of the, of the others that went there. But, but uh, the Jews went back after delivering those decrees. But Silas stayed there at Antioch. And so uh, he stayed there at Antioch. And, and, and he's going to become, of course, uh, the Apostle Paul's uh, 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 partner on the missionary journey. So that's how Silas got there uh, at, uh, at Antioch. Now, when they had this uh, disagreement over uh, Mark uh, in Acts, in, uh, in, uh, Acts uh, 15, 37 and, uh, and following there, uh, they're, of course, talking about the first missionary journey. And uh, so we're looking at about, um, let me see, the, from, from the time of, because Mark, Mark didn't finish the first journey with them. He, he left right at the beginning. Uh, so that's about, say, 45, we're looking at probably five years or so anyway, uh, between the time that that had happened, maybe a little bit more. Uh, and so it's been a while. But this, his leaving obviously affected the Apostle Paul. Uh, for whatever reason, he didn't think there was an excuse, you know, for, for Mark to leave. And so uh, he, uh, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't really uh, 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 like that. So he mentions that. Now, some have tried to label, well, who was right and who was wrong here? Here we have Barnabas. We have two godly men. And they finished this whole missionary journey together, and now they're at odds. Don't you like how just truthful the Bible is? I mean, it doesn't hide the, the, the problems that we have, and you know, uh, even, the, even the apostle Paul and Barnabas uh, can get crossways, you know, uh, and uh, they had that great contention. And uh, some have uh, tried to label who was right and who was wrong. And some say, the, well, it was obviously the apostle Paul, uh, that was right and such. Uh, they say Barnabas must have been wrong because uh, once he goes to Cyprus, he steps off the pages of Scripture. You never see Barnabas mentioned again. And, uh, well, that's true. Uh, but what about the one he took with him, Mark? <laughs> we find Mark uh, again, don't we? And by the way, we find, out, we find out he turned out pretty well, amen? And who did he leave with? He left with Barnabas. Uh, so that seems like a good testimony for Barnabas. And uh, so I don't know that we need to try and, try and figure out the details you know, uh, of that there. And by the way, the Apostle Paul 
uh, would also eventually realize, you know, uh, maybe I was a little bit hard on, hard on Mark. And uh, in, uh, in, uh, right here in our passage here in Colossians, uh, we read in verse 10, uh, uh, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, saluteth you, and Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas, uh, touching whom he received commandments, if he come unto you, receive him. So Mark is uh, doing some traveling, apparently, uh, and, uh, and the, the church has been informed about him, and Paul is saying, hey, if Mark comes by, you receive him. Don't do what I did. Don't reject him. Paul rejected him uh, during that trip. Paul said, if Mark comes by, you receive him. Paul was recognizing what Mark's growth, Mark's service, and, uh, and recognizing that he was... He was, he was uh, uh, useful. And, uh, <clears throat> and so he, he, recogn he recognizes that. And then uh, later on when the apostle Paul is actually uh, imprisoned for, the, uh, for his uh, last time, the, the prison that he will be uh, martyred uh, in, uh, he says, he writes a letter to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4.11, he says, only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable uh, to me for the ministry. Uh, profitable to me for the ministry. And that was about uh, seven years after uh, we read this, this time right here, where he's writing about him in, in Colossians. So Mark was faithful, and uh, God was using him. Mark was a faithful servant, faithful in the ministry. And uh, God would God would uh, would use him. So the apostle Paul uh, uh, got uh, had uh, a reconciliation. He obviously uh, was a little angered at Mark and what he had done earlier, and didn't think he should have done that. And now he's realizing it seems like he's recognizing God's hand in Mark's life, and uh, Mark's using him, and he's being. He, he is getting the word out to others. Be sure to receive him. Be sure to receive him. God's using him. And by the way, when he found himself in need of ministry there, that, uh, that, 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 that last uh, prison term there, he says, bring Mark, bring Mark with you. He, 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 he's a blessing to me. And uh, I think about that. And, you know, and I think about what a testimony that is to God's goodness, isn't it? Uh, by the way, we all mess up sometimes, don't we? And uh, uh, how many perfect servants did God have to work with? Only one, and that's the one he became, amen? <laughs> and that's the only one that was ever the perfect servant. And all the rest of us, you know, we have our flaws. And uh, I'm thankful that God doesn't throw us away when we mess up, amen? And uh, he still uses us. Uh, and, uh, and we can be thankful for that. All throughout the scripture, we can see God's hand in that, how, 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 how God does that uh, and uh, gives us, you know, chances time, uh, time and again. I just thought of a few that had, had, uh, had come to mind uh, and God's grace. And, you know, I think of Noah uh, when he got off that ark, you know, and, and, uh, and we read about his, his drunken episode in the tent and doesn't sound like very good uh, a, a situation for him to be in uh, and that's really the last that we hear uh, you know about Noah specifically however we do read what he lived 
350 more years. Uh, you know, in the Bible it says, children are a heritage of the Lord and such. God still blessed Noah. Uh, his children what? Replenished the earth. Uh, God's goodness wasn't done with Noah. And uh, uh, no, we, it's obvious giving him 350 more years with children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and replenishing the earth that he experienced the blessings of God, though he'd messed up. Uh, God, didn't, God didn't throw him away. Uh, we think about, uh, of course, uh, we think about Abraham and Abraham's shameful treatment of his wife. Uh, we don't read about him ever getting that straight when he was, you know, when he was, when was traveling there, you know. Uh, and what, did God not continue to use Abraham? Yes, he did. Well, how could God do that? Hey, we already said God doesn't have any perfect vessels, amen. And, uh, uh, and he, he still uses people. He still shows his mercy. Uh, he still shows his grace. I think about Jacob's opportunistic and selfish treatment of Esau. Remember that? He comes back starving to death from the field, and, and Jacob, you know, swindles him out of his birthright, and then, and then his blessing. And uh, what does God do? God, God had already chosen Jacob that the, the, the Messiah would come from his line. And God blesses Jacob. Eventually, God changes his name to Israel, saying what? Uh, that he's found favor with God. And uh, you know, some have said, you know, well... Uh, it just, it just, I just can't understand, you know, why the Bible says that, uh, that uh, you know, Jacob, have I loved? Esau, have I hated? And Bible commentators have said, no, the hard, the hard thing to understand is, why did God love Jacob? <laughs> and uh, all that he did, you know. Of course, we know that uh, when God says, Jacob, have I loved? Esau, have I hated? He is not talking about the individuals. The context of the Bible shows how God treated the nation of Jacob that came from Jacob and the nation that came from Esau. Uh, the nation that came from Esau rebelled against God uh, and, uh, and held the wrath against Israel. Esau personally did not hold his wrath against his brother. You can read about that in the scripture. But uh, you read about later in the prophets, the Bible says that, that Esau held on to his wrath, talking about the nation of Esau. And, uh, and yet, what? God blessed Jacob, and God, and God used him. Uh, we see it all, you know, all throughout the scripture. I think about Gideon and his golden ephod. I mean, he, he, God gives him this great victory over the Midianites, you know, and the pitcher and the lamp and the, tru and the trumpets and that. And, that. and what's he do? They, they, they defeat the Midianites, and he, uh, in, in Judges uh, uh, 8.28, Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel, so they lifted up their heads no more, and the country was in quietness forty years of the days of Gideon. And Jerubbabel, the son of Joash, that's Gideon, went and, and, and dwelt in his own house. And Gideon had three score and ten sons of his body begotten, for he had many wives. And Gideon, the son of Joash, died in a good old age and was buried in the sepulcher of Joash, his father, in Ophrah of the Abiasrites. This is the one who, who made the ephod of gold. You know, and, and, and some of Israel you know, came and seems to his place and worshipped it. It became a snare, the Bible says. But what happened? God still blessed who? Who? Gideon. He still gave him a, a, a great uh, family and gave him peace in the land. And you say, why is that, preacher? God doesn't have any unperfect people to work with, okay? Uh, we're all sinners. 
And uh, now don't, don't think for a moment that God doesn't chasten. Oh yeah, God chastened sin. And just because we may not read about it, we, we can be assured he did. Uh, there was chastening for, 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 for sin. And it's always, by the way, God always makes the chastening uh, enough so that so they realize the sin wasn't worth it, okay? And, uh, uh, and uh, that, by the way, that's a good key uh, in disciplining your children. If, if the chastening is not strong enough to make the child uh, realize it wasn't worth it, then it's time to adjust the chastening, amen? And, uh, and, 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 and how we do that. I think about David's adultery. Uh, with Bathsheba and then the murder of, of her husband Uriah one of, his, one of his mighty men one of his faithful servants how terrible that was and yet what God still used him didn't he uh, in, uh, uh, in, in, and here's the key and here was the key with all of them messing up and still being used 2 Samuel twelve thirteen, and uh, Nathan says tells that story about the rich king who, who wouldn't slay one of his lambs but took a poor man's lamb that was like a daughter to the poor man and, and he dressed that lamb for his visitor. He tells that story. David gets so mad he says that man's going to die and going to restore fourfold. What does Nathan say? Uh, he says thou art the man. <laughs> You're the man David. And David said unto Nathan I have sinned against the Lord. That's key. I have sinned against the Lord. And they said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. There's repentance and there's mercy right there. David deserved to die. And, uh, and, and Nathan said, You're forgiven. Uh, and uh, and, and God, God forgave him and, and used him. And I'm sure all these that messed up, just like you and I, when we have true repentance, we confess that thing. Our hearts turn from that thing. We don't want to go back to that thing. You know what God does? Uh, uh, if, if, if we confess our sins, what? He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. <laughs> Isn't that a blessing? And by the way, that hadn't changed, amen? That's never going to change. And, uh, and thank, thank God for that. I think about Elijah's flight from Jezebel to the juniper tree. Uh, you know, he, he, all, the, all the prophets of, of Baal and such are destroyed and yet uh, Jezebel throws out a, a threat tomorrow you're going to be just like them where does Elijah head? to the desert to the desert and uh, uh, fleeing uh, from this woman and uh, God comes to him he feeds him along his you know, run and such and with the angel and speaks to him in the cave there and such and and uh elijah get, tells him his swole you know i'm only one left god said no i still have seven thousand and then what does god do and the lord said unto him first kings 19 15 go return on on the way to the wilderness of damascus and when thou comest anoint Hezael to be king over syria jehu the son of Nimsi shalt thou anoint to be king over israel and elijah the son of shaphat of uh Abel-Mahola shalt thou anoint to be a prophet in thy room and it shall come to pass him that escapeth from Hazel shall Jehu slay him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay uh, yet have I left me seven thousand in Israel all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal and every mouth which hath not kissed him God wasn't done with him yet he said woe is me take my life away I'm done God says I'm not done with you yet and God used him God used him the mercies of God 
I think about Hezekiah's unholy warmth and cuddle, cozying up to the princes of Babylon that had come as ambassadors as they were communicating back and forth. You'll read that you'll, as you compare the prophets in Ezekiel and such. You'll see that there was a communication going back and forth there between Hezekiah and ambassadors from Babylon. And God asks, uh, God sends uh, 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 Isaiah to him. Uh, what have uh, he said? He, he says, uh, "Who was this? They were from uh, 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 Babylon." He says, "What have they seen in thine house?" Hezekiah answered, "All the things that are in mine house have they seen. There is nothing among my treasures I have not showed them." And Isaiah said unto Hezekiah. Hear the word of the Lord. The days come that all that is in thine house and that which thy fathers have laid up in store unto this day shall be carried into Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. And of thy sons that shall issue from thee, which thou shalt beget, shall they take away, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then said Hezekiah unto Isaiah, Good is the word of the Lord which thou hast spoken. And he said, Is it not good if peace and truth be in my days? What a sad epitaph to, uh, to uh, by the way, that was after you know, Hezekiah begged for more life and God, and God gave him 15 more years. What's he do? He makes this unholy alliance and uh, Isaiah comes and, and tells him there's going to be problems arise from that, uh, even, even affecting your children. And uh, Hezekiah says, oh, well, it'll be good in my day. What a sad thing. What a sad thing. I often thought, I wonder if he didn't have a hand in the wickedness of Manasseh in that. Manasseh was one of his sons. He knew what his, what, you know, what his father had said. And well, if it's, all, if it's in my day, I wonder if he had a hand in that. But you know, God was merciful. Because what do you read about Manasseh? Even Manasseh, one of the wicked, wickedest, wickedest kings Israel ever had, slew all the children in Sachin. And offered them to, to the false gods. The Bible says he was taken away, taken through the thorns and such, and, and, and carried to Babylon. And the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 33 12, and when he was in affliction, he besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. There it is. Confess uh, your sins. He was, and he, God, was entreated of him and heard his supplication and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord, he was God. Look at God's mercy to Hezekiah. God doesn't give up on his son, Manasseh. Manasseh had every right to be angry with his father and question perhaps his spirituality for, for the way he kind of ended things. And yet God, what? Shows that mercy. And... Uh, and Manasseh uh, uh, believes and such. Uh, uh, what a wonderful thing. And David wrote, the key to it all, the sacrifices of God are what? A broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Thou wilt not despise. Um, I was thinking in Romans and reading through my, my personal devotions in Romans and this passage, uh, I thought about how it... Uh, how it applies to this. Uh, Romans 5.15, but not as the offense, Adam's one offense, one man's one offense, not as the offense, so also is the free gift. The free gift is far better than that. 
Uh, for if through the offense, the offense, one offense, of one, one man, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, and hath abounded unto many, and not as it was by one that sinned, Adam, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one, one man, one offense to condemnation, but the free gift is of what? Many offenses. Many offenses. You know, we sing the song, Calvary covers it all. Every sin for the whole world of all time, past, present, and future was paid for on Calvary. And that's why when we mess up and we're saved, we come to Jesus. Hey, that's already paid for as far as our salvation goes. And we can just get that thing right and have that fellowship. And, and know the fullness of the Spirit again in our lives. And even be used of God. Why? Because Calvary covers it all. By the way, Calvary covered it all. And, uh, and now it, it just needs that reconciliation as far as, far, as, far as that, that, fellow, that, that fellowship goes. And uh, what a blessing. Uh, God is God is so good. This is what repentance is. Friends seek reconciliation uh, with one another. And we repent. We're, what are we doing? We're seeking reconciliation with God. Amen. Because when we go off on our own our, on our own, our own bent and don't want to obey God in whatever way it, it, it may be, uh, we're crossways with God. And First John one nine is that our, we want to get our heart right with God. We want reconciliation with God. And, uh, and when we get crossways with a brother or sister in Christ, we want to be reconciled in that. And we have, many, we have examples in the scripture of that. The apostle Paul uh, uh, received Barnabas. I mean, received, uh, received uh, Mark and got that right. By the way, Peter uh, was, rebuked by, was rebuked by Paul. And we, we didn't see Peter getting crossways with Paul. Uh, matter of fact, he, he refers to him as the beloved brother Paul. And uh, even though he was confronted to the face uh, by the apostle Paul. Uh, this is part of what? That, that, that unity of the spirit. Amen. Uh, being uh, transparent with one another. And uh, getting things right. You know, confessing our faults one to another. And praying for one another. And uh, we do that. We... Uh, we are helped by God, and uh, these these vessels are weak. Uh, they're uh, why so, uh, uh, the glory of God shines through them. Amen. And uh, he, he and so uh, being saved, we can always uh, look forward to that, not trusting in our own strength, but trusting in all the gifts uh, that God has given us by His Spirit um, and by His Word. Let's pray, Heavenly Father. I thank you for Your Word tonight and. God, I think about Mark and what a, what a glorious life he must have had uh, and uh, being a servant for you, being a servant to uh, these apostles and traveling and serving. And, and uh, uh, we can uh, only wonder uh, all the ways in which you used him. And, and Father, it must have been a glorious thing for him in his heart to know that he had been received um, by the heart of the Apostle Paul and uh, that things were made well and right there, Heavenly Father. And, and, uh, and by, it must have been glorious to Barnabas too if he was still alive at that time. And uh, uh, we don't know. And, and Father, uh, we just thank you that we can read about these things and be encouraged about them. And Father, when we
get wrong with one another. We can, we can make it right and, and we can continue to serve you together. Uh, getting right with one another and getting right with you. And, uh, may that ever be the case. Father, I thank you for the unity uh, that we've enjoyed in this church because of your spirit and because of, of the love you've, you, you continue to show us in Christ and by your spirit and by your word. Father, we pray. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.